Well, good morning and welcome everyone. I am your host, James Orr, and this is yet another episode of the servingrealestateinvestors.com podcast, video series, Substack, whatever we're doing here. So uh, today I got a really special class. I want to walk you through how to set up your own local real estate investor podcast. The thought process, at least for me, is maybe you decide to start a meetup, which we covered yesterday and how to set up, and maybe you start teaching some real estate investing classes. I think one of the things you should do with your classes that you do is you should record those and actually publish them independently to a separate local real estate investor podcast to attract local clients and demonstrate value, show them all the different things and benefits you can kind of provide to them. And then hopefully, maybe with a little call to action that says, if you're looking to buy or sell a property in the whatever city you're in, uh, you know, reach out to me and uh, we can help you with that as a real estate broker or lender or whatever service you're providing. So what I'd like to do is walk you through one of my podcast setup configuration options. I'm currently um, running real estate investing podcasts in about 305 uh, U.S. real estate markets. So I'll show you the one for the market that I'm local in, although they are very, very similar. Um, ideally, what I what I was thinking about doing this, because I'm doing this uh, mathematical modeling of real estate investments. So I didn't want to have a podcast that had like, you know, a, a general nationwide podcast that had analysis of Los Angeles or Mobile or Fort Collins or Boise or, you know, Long Island or whatever we're doing there, I wanted to have separate podcasts so that the people coming to see the Fort Collins podcast could get, you know, classes on real estate investing that are syndicated out to all the different ones, but also see specific modeling to that city. And then the other thought was maybe there are people in these different markets that want to collaborate with me on these podcasts, you know, a agent or a lender or accountant or hard money lender or whatever, who is in those individual markets who wanted to do some type of collaboration on just that market. And we could definitely do that by the way that I set it up. So you don't have to do all this. I'm just going to show you one of them, but they're very, very similar in how I have them set up. So you'll kind of see. So what I'm going to do is stop sharing my screen for just a moment. And I will, let's see here. Then what I will do is I will show you my web browser and we can go from there. So let's see, web browser up now. Okay, hopefully you guys can see my web browser. Um, now, a couple things. There are lots of different podcast applications out there. And in fact, I think I currently pay for either three or four different ones. So you can do this as part of Substack. Substack has its own podcast. The like the look and feel of how you set it up is going to be different if you use something different than this. I'm currently showing you my transistor.fm kind of podcast setup. I think I also have um, Buzzsprout as a podcast setup. I think I also have podcast.co. And I use them for different types of things that I'm doing. So for example, I have uh, my old kind of nomad real estate investing podcast on the Buzzsprout one. I have... Um, some ones for clients. I'd like a client only podcast for a while there. And I think that's on podcast.co. So different variations. But what I'm going to do is just show you the transistor one. I'm going to do a search for the Fort Collins one that I have. This is my control panel that has all the different podcasts I have. And I just pulled up the Fort Collins one to show you. So uh, overview kind of shows you the uh, some stats, some achievements you have, the downloads over the last 14 days or so, 
um, kind of you see in there. If you want to see the website that comes with the podcast, uh, Transistor at least gives you a website, shows you all the episodes, um, shows you like where people can uh, subscribe to your podcast on. There's a whole different thing for more options, shows you where it is. If you want to subscribe with a specific URL, they could do that here. Shows all the different episodes I have. For example, I think I have 42 currently published, although I have... Let's see here. I think I have 65 episode queued up. So I'm queued up. I'm like uh, scheduled out all the way into September. So I'm way ahead. So it's uh, April 20th, 2023, as I record this. So I'm like, what is that? September, April. That's about, um, my math is right. Nine minus four. It's about five months ahead. So I'm like five months ahead on our weekly podcast schedule that you can see that these are scheduled at different dates. So it's only showing 42, but I really have 65 already done and ready to go. Um, and then on the on my website here for the podcast, I also have this is for the individuals um, who are listening to it. Um, I have a link to get my spreadsheets. Um, I've got a link to see the modeling for the Fort Collins city and each city is different. So this is the Fort Collins one as the Fort Collins podcast. And then a whole bunch of modeling for that particular city where we do analysis of buying properties with a whole bunch of different strategies. And I compare them and people can drill down and see all this stuff. Um, and my, my thinking was originally that I would have collaborators have their contact information, you know, in all the for four Collins or whatever city they are here. So when people read the analysis, it also says, hey, if you're interested in buying or selling a house or getting a loan or whatever it is that you offer, you do that. And so there's a whole bunch of analysis here for the four Collins one, the ability to go and see exactly how the scenario is set up. And there's a whole bunch of stuff. So you can see that that's the modeling. And then um, one of the things we're offering is consultations for people on, uh, you know, how to you know do real estate financial planning or improving their cash flow or whatever it is there. And then here's the subscribe button. So you can see the website for the podcast there. Okay. With that being said, so that's my episode. That was the overview um, with the website. Then it shows you some stats there. This is the episode page, which I showed you. It shows you all the different episodes. I'll do a separate episode on how to like actually do a podcast and show notes and like all the configurations for that. Maybe I'll walk you through my whole process of doing that particular uh, step in the process, but that's not going to be today. I want to show you how we have the thing set up. So um, distribution allows you to distribute the podcast to all the different iTunes and Google and Apple and Spotify and you know all that different stuff there. Um, the, the one of the nice things about Transistor is it has basically one-click options to syndicate your podcast out to all these different sources, so that you don't have to go set them up manually. Some other Podcast services may not have that feature. So that's, you know, one of the reasons why, because there are some podcast things that are free, right? Like they, like I think uh, Substack's podcast is a free service, but then there are other ones you could do that are paid. And so why would you go pay for one when they're free? Well, sometimes you're paying for convenience or options or features that other ones don't have. For example, I don't think Substack allows you to do this yet. Maybe they will in the future, but uh, Transistor allows us to go ahead and change the ads at the beginning, in the middle, or at the end of each episode of the podcast. And I'll show you actually how to do that um, here in a second. I'll, I'll wait till I get the campaigns, but they allow you to do things like change your ads after the fact. So you can, instead of having to say your ad in your podcast episode, we can go ahead and, and say, hey, I've got this amazing deal, um, or we're doing this special class coming up here in a month. Go ahead and uh, do this, but you can add these additional advertisements at the beginning or end of your podcast episodes or in the middle and have them go back and update on all of the old episodes you have as well. So if someone's listening to an older episode and they download it, 
um, you know, they, they download it at the, after you've added the new ad, then they'll get the new ad for that. Okay. Um, so distribution, you don't need to set up any of this. Uh, well, you will need to distribute it, but you don't need to set up any configurations there. This just shows you analytics for stuff. Shows you which episodes are popular, where they're coming from, stuff like that. This just shows you your achievements, nothing to do there. Um, you can have different people working on your podcast. So if you you know hire someone on Fiverr or you have your assistant actually doing some stuff, you can add them as individual team members. It's just me doing this business. So um, I'm the only one on there. And then here's that campaigns thing I was telling you about. So like, for example, if I go in, I can have my default campaign. I have my disclaimer play at the beginning of the episode. Then I have like a welcome to the podcast thing play. I could have a mid ad running if I wanted to. And then I've got two calls to action at the end of the podcast episode. And then this will be appended to all of the other episodes. You can see it's uh, it's showing up on 64 episodes right now. So it's all already queued there. And then you can add um, like new text to the beginning of all the show notes for all the episodes or text to the end. So for example, if you have a particular deal that you think is exceptional, or you want people to download your spreadsheet, or you want them to RSVP for a class, you can go ahead and add a link with a call to action doing that. So for example, on the end of all my things, I say, go download the spreadsheet or book a call to improve cash flow. Or um, if you're looking for real estate agents and lenders to collaborate on this podcast, book a call to discuss that. And so those are just links that get added to the back of all the episodes. Um, oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that that existed. So uh, we could add different people to this thing and uh, highlight them as the different podcast things. Well, I'll have to go look into that and see what it is. Maybe that's another way that can benefit collaborators. We'll see. Um, the social media accounts, I don't really do any social media. I know that sounds horrible, but uh, I, I don't even think, I don't have a Facebook account. Um, I should put my contact email and maybe uh, I don't really have a YouTube. I think I do have a YouTube account, but I don't really use it. Um, all these other things, I don't even know. And then you could set up your analytics, which I didn't do. But you could go set all that stuff up. If you have like a Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or a Mastodon, or Medium, or LinkedIn, or YouTube, and you want to actually include those in your uh, website, you could do that too. Uh, integrations. So you can integrate this stuff with, you know, having people join your mailing list or Drip or Active Campaign. You could set up Patreon if people want to, um, you know, sponsor you. I think that's what Patreon does. Auto tweeting of your episodes when you put them up there. So it could go ahead and syndicate it out to your, your Twitter account if you wanted to. It could post your things to YouTube automatically for you. I don't have any of this stuff set up because I don't do it. Um, and you could do whatever these two are, Zapier or Make. I'm not sure what Make is to do that. All right. And then here's the configurations for the website. So you can remember that website I showed you. Um, let's see here. Preview it. Look at it again. This one where it shows you the website for your listeners. You can configure all that stuff here. You can change the colors to make it match your, your theme or your business or your brokerage kind of colors. Um, you could turn things on or off. I don't really have a lot of customization there, except I added a few um, extra links there. But you could you could put whatever you want there. You know, say that you know, you're a real estate agent in this market. If you want to buy or sell, go check out my websites for listings or whatever your call to action is going to be for doing that. Um, and you could feature a certain episode. If you want them to listen to one episode first, you could decide, you know, which episode you want that to be and have that be recommended or, or featured on top. Then these pages are links. I added those extra pages, the consultation link, the modeling link, and the spreadsheet link. Those appear on the website now. And then you can customize what URL it shows up on. So you can see the URL I set up for that. Um, you can choose that when you when you configure your thing for the first time. All right, now let's go through settings. So I think if you're going to start a, um, a city-specific real estate investing website, real estate investing podcast, you should have your city name in that title. 
right? You should do like, um, you know, the James or Fort Collins real estate investing podcast or the, you know, XYZ brokerage team, Fort Collins real estate investing podcast, or, you know, whatever city you're in, you should have that. And probably the words real estate investing or real estate investor um, or investment properties or rental property or like whatever it is that you're just, you're describing as your business model, that should probably be the name of your podcast title because I think, and I have some data to suggest this is true, that people are searching for real estate investing. And then they're also trying to find local real estate investing specific podcasts. So they they might do a search for real estate investing. They might get something like Bigger Pockets, but Bigger Pockets doesn't necessarily have all the information about your specific city and investing in your city and how that's different than doing it nationally, especially if you are not a market that is normally described in real estate investing podcasts or books. You know, you're not in one of the core markets that you know everyone is trying to describe. Having a specific one for your specific city is really important and people are seeking that information out. And that's one of the reasons why I think there's an opportunity for you to cater to and serve those folks there. And then put your description in here. So my description, don't use mine, but you know, kind of do your own. Use AI if you need to, to help you write this. But mine says, you know, learn all about investing in real estate in Fort Collins, Colorado, with a combination of real estate financial planning and modeling with numbers specific to Fort Collins, plus syndicated more generalized recordings of live and pre-recorded real estate investing classes, not all specific to Fort Collins. And literally, that is what my intro to my podcast also says. So it says, you know, welcome to the real estate investing podcast for Fort Collins. You know, and it says it's a combination of real estate financial planning and numbers specific, and then all, you know, not everything is specific for Collins. So there's like a combination of both those there. Um, then for artwork, you definitely probably want to have a good piece of artwork. Um, you can go to Fiverr. Historically, I've had Fiverr do a lot of my uh, podcasts, Fiverr, uh, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Um, you can hire someone on there in order to do some artwork if you need it. You'll go do a search for uh, custom podcast artwork, and they will you know, do a package. You know, it's usually in the probably can get a cheaper one in the I don't know fifty to one hundred dollar range, and then you know something really nice for you know one hundred to one hundred fifty dollar range. And uh, one little tip about doing that is sometimes it's worth it to have two different artists. Uh, go look at all their work and try to find ones where, you know, if you say, hey, I really like the way this one looks and tell them that, that they're displaying as their artwork and you can, you're much more likely to find success doing that. But sometimes it's worth it, in my opinion, to hire two different artists to do two different sets. And then you finally pick the one that you like most. Um, I found it worth the extra money to do it that way uh, when I'm starting the podcast or doing, you know, logos or something like that. Uh, and then you can choose what type of, um, you know, podcast is this episodic? most common or serial. Serial is where you're telling a story and they should listen in order. So, you know, you're telling like a uh, a narrative and they should start at episode one and listen to episode two and three and four because it builds on itself and it would be bad for them to start on episode seven or the most current episode and they kind of get a spoiler and stuff like that. For real estate investing topics where you're doing classes and they're relatively discreet, even if you've got like a curriculum where you're laying it out, I think that's better to say it's episodic and that's the most common one there. Um, if you're going to swear on your podcast and you know be vulgar and stuff like that, you should probably click off that it has um, explicit content. In most cases, we're not going to be doing that. Although I've known a couple of real estate agents that uh, they would not be able to control themselves um, on a podcast, I, I think, 
and uh, they may be a little bit explicit in their content. And so maybe you uh, maybe you go lean into that and you call it the you know the explicit Fort Collins real estate investing podcast where you uh, you get all crazy, go over the top of that. I don't know, maybe. Um, and then pick your primary category. The categories I tend to pick business investing and business entrepreneurship. I don't think that there is a category for real estate investing unless they've added one. Yeah, I don't see one. So I usually do business investing and then business entrepreneurship. Uh, author, put your name in here if you're the author of it. Uh, copyright, put a copyright date or who the co- who owns the copyright for that. Uh, these podcasts are copyrighted by the Real Estate Financial Planner LLC. Uh, that's what we're doing that. And I'd say it's all rights reserved. And then keywords, what you want people to be searching for in order to find that. So we kind of have you know different ones in there. I put uh, Fort Collins, Real Estate Financial Planner. You probably won't do that one. Um, because I, uh, you're probably not offering financial planning services and, and I own a copyright on real estate financial planner. Um, so four Collins real estate investing and then four Collins real estate investor. Um, you could put some other ones in there, you know, like uh, house hacking or nomading or fix and flips, you know, whatever it is that you're offering, those could be good keywords for you to add. And then whatever website you have, you know, probably you're either uh, meetup sites or your brokerage websites or your business website. Or if you have a separate website set up for this, you could do that. If you want to put your website from Transistor on there or whatever you're doing, you could do that too. I tend not to do that. I tend to use this. There, There is a, and I have a class, I think tomorrow actually is the class on SEO for real estate investors of uh, real estate. Uh, so those serving real estate investors, and I'll go do like a really basic overview of SEO. But I think one of the advantages of starting a podcast is you get some good link backs from other websites that are publishing your podcast. It's a it's an underlooked um, opportunity for you in order to improve the search engine ranking of your existing website by having a lot of your episodes point to very powerful resources on your pages that you want people to find search engines. Um, our, our business, especially for real estate agents, a little bit to a lesser degree for lenders, but still, still totally applicable, um, and probably a lesser degree to like, you know, accountants and other people that have much lower ticket items. But for real estate agents, our business is one of large dollar amounts from small numbers. Um, you know, the commissions we earn by working and helping people buy and sell houses is usually pretty large, such that you don't need to have, you know, a thousand clients paying us $500 a year in order to do something. It's not like you're, you're an accountant where, you know, you're charging a thousand dollars for a tax return and you need to have, you know, 500 clients at a thousand dollars in order to do $500,000 a year. No, I mean, with, with our business model as a real estate agent, you know, we're helping people buy a house and maybe your commission is 10 K or 15 K in some markets, or, you know, maybe even higher than that in other markets. And so you could, you know, for, if it's $10,000 commission, which I think is on the relative low end these days for you know a lot of properties, uh, the median price in the U.S. is is over I think four hundred thousand now if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you know three percent of that if you're if you're earning a three percent commission, you know, that's twelve k. You know, even factoring in some type of split with your brokerage and stuff like that, I think a lot of agents are seeing ten thousand dollars or more. So in order for you to earn you know uh, five hundred thousand dollars, you only really need to do. 50 transactions at $10,000, if my math is right. I mean, I, I think that's right. 50 times 10,000, five times 10,000 is 50,000 times another 10 is 500,000. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about 50 people. So th- this is one of those ones where don't get discouraged when you only have, you know, 10, 15, 20, hundred listeners on your podcast because a transaction's worth whatever it is, $10,000. And some of these guys are going to buy, you know, one a year, they're going to buy, you know, one every three years, or some of them are going to buy, you know, five in a year. So don't, don't worry about it. This is a business of 
large dollar amounts from very small number of clients. And in order to win at, you know, SEO or a podcast or whatever, I think you can do it and be very successful with that. So enough of my little rant, maybe I should even do a separate class on that, but uh, language spoken English, I mean, unless you're doing a Spanish speaking podcast or a different language, you could do that. Uh, the publishing time zone. So set whatever time zone you want for that. I publish in mountain time. That's where I live. And then the show owner, real estate financial planner, LLC and James Orr. I put both of us here. You can put whatever you want, uh, but that's who I did there. And then the owner email, I put a uh, email address for me on there. And uh, you could decide to display that in your RSS feed or not. I tend not to. Um, one of the things I probably should cover in a separate class is that you are going to get solicitations from other people wanting to tap into your existing audience if you have a podcast or if you have a, a real estate investing meetup. And maybe I should talk about you know, how I think about that and how I set all that up. But I tend not to seek out those opportunities. Although I do want to collaborate with people. I think there's a, uh, there's a difference between a local professional who wants to collaborate versus a you know, a national real estate investing guru who wants to come in and sell courses and stuff. I, I don't know. I, I differentiate that a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't. Um, so episode numbering, turn on the ability at season numbers. I don't do seasons. You could do like seasons and do like, you know, this is all part of the 2023 season or the spring season or Q1 or Q4, whatever you want to do. I don't do that. Um, I also don't disable Apple's episode numbering. I'm not sure what that even is. I guess I'd have to go dig into it. If you want to externally host your RSS feed, you could do stuff like that. Permanent redirects, if you're doing that. A lot of these settings you're not configuring, so I'm just going to ignore them. Uh, but you can go ahead and do that if it's appropriate for you. This is my RSS feed thing. Enable smart banner on your transistor mobile website. I'm not even sure what that is. Maybe I should put that on. Enable direct MP3 downloads on the embedded audio player. I don't want people downloading my episodes. I want them to stream them. So I turn that off. Um, I don't want people to download my MP3s and start passing them around online. I want to be able to control it as something changes and I want to remove something. I want to be able to do that and I want people to have copies. Um, and I also want people, if they want to download the episode again, I want them to be able to do that. But I want the newest ads, whatever the newest thing I'm offering, the newest things I'm doing to add value to investors, you know, the new spreadsheet or, you know, a new consultation or, you know, the new real estate agent or lender that is sponsoring that marketplace or collaborating with me on that marketplace, depending on which way it goes. You know, I want them to have those things in there. So I don't want them to download that. You can also do third-party analytics prefixes in order to track your podcast better. I don't do any of these. I probably should, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing my own analytics. I wrote some custom software to do some my own analytics there. And then uh, playlist embed, how many episodes do you want to show on your playlist? You do that. So that's literally the configuration options on how to set these things up. There's not a lot to them. And you don't need to be an expert at all this stuff in order to do it. I think this is one of those things where you do thing, you do something once, you get it set up for the first time, and then we iterate and we improve over time. Um, and I think that is what you want to do. You want to go get it set up. You want to start doing classes. You want to start recording. The first class you teach is probably going to be the worst class you teach because you're just, you're new, you're inexperienced. I mean, we all go through it. Um, you know, go listen to some of my early, early stuff from 2003 and you'll see it was, it was horrible. Um, you guys may still think I'm horrible, which is fine. I mean, uh, I'm getting better, you know, hopefully. So uh, that's natural. It's natural to do that. So that's all I got for you. Hope you guys enjoyed the walkthrough on how to set up your own real estate investing podcast. Um, I'm sure if you go use a different service, they'll have similar configuration options, maybe not quite as many, maybe not as you know, nice uh, bells and whistles and configuration choices as you know a paid service like Transistor. I don't even know how much Transistor is. It's got to be 
if I had to guess, um, I don't know, 250 bucks a year, it's, it's probably in the ballpark. Maybe a little bit more expensive for the pro version, but that's kind of my guess as to where it is. But anyway, that's all I got for you. Hope you enjoyed it. This has been James Orr. Bye-bye for now.